Welcome back to the I Don't Care, I Love It podcast. I'm Haley, I'm your host, and we have the most special guest today ever. My mom is here today. Hi, mom. Hey, hey, what's up? (laughs) The one and only Melissa Pennock is here today on the podcast. I'm so excited to have you, mom. I'm so excited to be here. Like, I'm actually honored. I'm on I Don't Care, I Love It. What? (laughs) Well, you're literally my biggest fan ever. You're like the best supporter. So, aw. Yes, I'm your biggest fan. And I also gain a lot from every podcast that I listen to. So, I hope I can offer somebody else something, but... Oh my gosh, you will. Let's see. You will. The one and only (laughs) Melissa Panak. I'm laughing so hard, you guys, because you just came straight from the lake... I did. We were supposed to record at one, but then you wanted to go surfing. Yeah. So you went surfing and then you just got Sorry. here. It's like almost, we're recording now. We got here like 3.30. It's almost four. And she pulled up truck with the boat, still hooked up to the truck right in front of our house. Her swimsuit is still wet. wet swimsuit, lake hair. Lake hair. And she just <laughs> and ran right inside, <laughs> ready to record. That is like quintessential my mom. Bare feet, I mean, sun-kissed Yes. Like there is, that's exactly my mom. What more is there? I love, that's so you, mom. <laughs> let's get into the interview i wish everyone could see you you've got the cutest swoop to your hair (laughs) curls makeup like you look awesome you asked me if i wanted to go on the boat and i was like well and in my head i'm like i need to curl my hair and put like something on my face okay for the podcast okay but that's why that's like the first example how different we are we are very different like you just you don't care I don't. You love it. I I guess I secretly do. I'm as raw as raw can get right now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Mamacita. I first want to ask you, who is Melissa Pennock? I know that's hard to say, but in your own words, like what's a, what's a little bio for someone who has no idea who you are? What's a little taste? I'm soccer mom eight. I'm superstitious about the number eight. My birthday's in August. So the eighth month, there's yeah, I forgot to mention, this is going to come out the week of your birthday. Okay. Which is awesome. so exciting. Coming up. Yeah. I love the number eight. I love the way it looks. It's an eternal number. One of my favorite days of my whole life was my baptism day. And that's kind of where I decided that I love the number eight. Oh. I have a twin brother. And then I ended up having six kids plus your dad and I. So that's eight of us. So for a long time, eight was great. But now we have Avery. Nine is fine. And now we have Penny. <laughs> What's ten? Ten is... What we need to come up with something with ten. I don't know. <laughs> it's gonna keep growing. Yeah, but we just Penny's the apple of our eye. She's the love of our life. <laughs> just can't get enough of Penny. So I'm Penny's Nana, Nana Missy. What else am I? I'm just a lot of things. I'm quirky. I'm different. There's no one like me. I'm weird. Amen. I am weird. There's Haley. no one like you, Mom. <laughs> it's amazing. But I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. I love the gospel with all my heart. And I love being a mom. I love being a nana. I love life. I love where we live. I love America. I don't know. That sums you up. You love life. You love everything. (laughs) And you are exactly who you are. I love it. And I love my husband. He's the best. Aw. Cute. (laughs) Shout out to Jerry. Shout out, Jerry. I wonder if he'll even listen to this. No. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, mom, the first thing I want to talk about is people always ask me, Like, where does your mom get her energy from? Your mom is so crazy. Your mom is, we call you the energizer bunny. We say you have boundless energy. You are always on the go. I remember growing up, I would tell my friends, this was like a flex for me that you did this. 
that you'd wake up at five, you'd go to CrossFit or like you'd run 15 miles, you'd get home by 645, cook us all breakfast, do scripture study, get us out the door, and then you'd go back and play tennis and just, you spend the whole day being energetic outside. So I want to talk to you about your boundless energy. We already mentioned this a little bit, but we're recording, it's 4 p.m. I just want to know, what's, what's everything you've done today? What's a day in the life of Melissa? Oh boy, today's Monday. I love Mondays. I love hitting the ground running on Mondays, which is hard because Sunday is probably my most exhausting day. Really? (laughs) Just because I love to cook dinner for the whole family and host and we play games and we stay up late Mm -hmm. and then church and callings and everything. But I just love the feeling of hitting the ground running on Monday figuratively and literally. Yeah, so today it's summer, so I don't get up until 6.30 in the summer. Once school starts, which is in just a couple days, unfortunately, I'll get up at 5.30. But yeah, so I got up at 6.30. I always start the day with prayer and scripture study and a little bit of stretching. And then I rush off to CrossFit. It's my favorite way to start the day. I just love the music. I love the energy. I love that. I don't know what to expect. I walk in the room and I have no idea what the workout's going to be. Just like, give it to me. What is it today? And today was a good hard one. So that was fun. After CrossFit, I love to come home and do a little run in the mountains and just kind of loosen everything up. I listen to my favorite podcast, which today I listened to Haley's birth story. Oh. So that was so <laughs> fun. I love listening to that. I just fill my cup when I listen to podcasts, when I'm in the mountains with the beautiful views and the wonderful day. It just is so, um, I don't know, it's my therapy, it's my medication, it's whatever you want to call it. So, and then today, I love Mondays also because I have tennis lessons, so I get to see my team, and we have a lesson with Joseph, and that's always a highlight, such a fun time, and we just finished sectionals, so we were rehashing the weekend and all the Mm. things, and that was really fun. And then, yeah, my plan was to come home and mow the lawn and (laughs) get some stuff done before coming over to see you, but Sierra called and said, Mom, I've got a little window of time. Let's go surfing. And how can I not? (laughs) I I looked outside and I just could smell the surfing air. There's no wind. There's no clouds. Blue sky. So we went up there for a couple hours and it was awesome. How was it? Just the two of us. Did you land your 360? I did, but I can't stay in the weight still. Oh, man. Oh, so frustrating. Sierra and I both tried it, but anyway. And then we had a cool experience. There was this little family and they got dropped into the lake with their boat. The wife dropped the husband in and then the boat wouldn't start. So they took a ski and they paddled over to the dock and that's where we were. Sierra was just dropping me off to go get the trailer. He could see that I was running. So he said, oh, looks like you're in a hurry. And I'm like, yeah, I got to get to an appointment. He's like, well, is there any way that you could help jump our boat? And then he said, no, it's okay. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like we've totally been there. We've had so many boat stuff over the 40 years of boating and they were the cutest family seven kids the oldest is 15 they had two-year-old twins were the youngest the twins were climbing all over the boat one of them was screaming she wanted to get in the water and I was just how could I not help this cute family so we bring our boat over they come over we tried forever to jump their boat and the kids were just screaming. The wife's saying, so, uh, sorry, thank you so much. Aww. And I said, I'm sorry, we're in a hurry. I have an appointment. And then Sierra has soccer practice. And the girl said, oh, I went to soccer camp this summer. And Sierra said, oh, who was your trainer? And the girl said, oh, uh, Sierra Pennock. Oh. 
And Sierra said, well, that's me. I'm Sierra. <laughs> so that was kind of fun. She remembered her name and not yeah. her face. Oh, yeah. Cute. You know, that's Sierra so had funny. a hat on. I don't know. Sierra thought the girl looked familiar. So that was kind of fun. Oh, we had a connection. Oh, cute. Anyway, that was a fun little experience. That is so cute. And we've benefited from so many people helping us that it's always nice to try and help others. Yeah. And such a cute family. And I just Aww. looked at, I said, I've been there and done that and have fun. Wrangling all the kids. Out. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I got us way off track. That's We're, okay. What were we even talking point. about? So today you got up at 6.30, read your scriptures and prayed, went to CrossFit, went on a run, had tennis lessons, mowed the lawn. Wanted to mow the lawn. Oh, you didn't we went quite surfing. get to mow the lawn. Took Sierra surfing, met that cute family, came here. Now we're here. Now you're here on yeah. my podcast. Yes. And then what's what's... Next. So I do still need to go home mow the lawn. We're having our neighborhood pool party tonight. We annual cul-de-sac. Get together with the neighbors. Keep good relations because we're kind of a loud family. So if I can just have them over to swim and, hey, how are you? Then hopefully they don't mind our loud pool parties. So <laughs> they're coming over to swim. We're going to barbecue. And so I wanted to have the grass looking nice. We'll see if we get that far. But I'm so excited. now you're going to mow the lawn and host a pool party. Host a pool party. And if I were to do any one of those things, <laughs> that would be like my event for the day. I'd be worn out. I mean, this is my event for the day, the podcast. One little sliver of your day. Fair. This is a big thing, Hills. <laughs> oh, that is so um, you. So where I'm do you quirky. get your energy from? Do you, does it come from something? Is it just who you are? I don't know. People ask me that randomly and... I don't know. In my mind, I think I'm normal. <laughs> but then when I'm around other people and they, they bring it to my attention, then I say, oh, maybe that is not normal. <laughs> if I had to give an answer to that, I would probably say, number one, I have an innate sense of well-being. And I drink only water. I'm not, I don't like to drink soda. I'm not drawn to sugar drinks or juice or anything like that. I'm not a real big fan of candy. My mom raised me eating raw vegetables and I love eating raw vegetables. I love eating healthy. And I've just kind of had an innate sense of wanting to eat healthy. But my husband would be the first to, Jared, dad would be the first to say, I do love cake and cookies and yeah, sweets not, and treats. The thing is, is you're not crazy. So, People always ask me like, oh, does your mom just like count calories or all this no. stuff? And I'm like, no, my mom just no. truly eats the way and lives her life the way that makes her feel good. Yes. And it drives people crazy. Yeah. Because it's not that easy for the rest of us. But for okay. you, it's just, that's the only way to do it. Yeah. It's just like, eat what makes well, you feel healthy. I, I just, and then you love a Dairy Queen. You yeah, love dessert. I love a mini blizzard. I'm yeah. the first one to go get one. and Or a fresh peach shake taco migo. Like, that is the best. But food is fuel for me. When I eat and when I drink or take stuff into my body, I want it to be the fuel that I need to feel good. So I do eat those things in moderation because if I ate all that stuff all the time, then I wouldn't have the fuel to go. So I just want food to be my fuel. The other day I got my blood tested and found out I have Hashimoto's, a thyroid thing or whatever. And my friend, who's the NP that's testing me, she said, I'm blown away that you have any of these issues you're dealing with. She's like, you are pre-diabetic and you've got a lot of issues going on with your system. She said, 
Based on your blood, you should be sitting on the couch eating junk food all day and not exercising. <laughs> but That's I've known Kina and I have known each other since sixth grade. So she knows everything about me. We're BFF, so she's like, I know you, and I know you don't do that. So she just can't figure it out. And I think that's part of it. I just have an innate sense of what I, my body needs to feel good. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that, though, until recently. Mm-hmm. Past year, you found out about that. Right. Just the past year. And so now I'm being told I need to watch my sugar. I need to eat low carb. I need to do intermittent fasting. All these things that I just kind of innately felt like I should do to feel good. Mm-hmm. So I just feel blessed that I kind of have a keen sense of awareness of what my body needs. Mm -hmm. Now, that being said, if somebody says, you can't, like Keenex said, maybe you should watch your fruit intake. Heck no. If someone tells me I can't (laughs) eat something, I'm probably going to eat more of it. (laughs) So I just like to be more innate with my body Mm -hmm. and not have so many rules floating around out there. Yeah, you're so in tune. (laughs) Which is a blessing. I really feel like it's a blessing and I'm grateful for it. Yeah. So if someone were to ask you, Melissa, how do I have more energy like you? What would you say? Is I guess eating I would, and drinking? Well, I think that's one leg. I think if you think of a stool and it stands only on one leg, it's going to tip over. Mm-hmm. So if you're hyper-focused on what you eat and drink and all the food around you and you're hyper-focused on that, you're going to tip over. You're not going to be the healthy person that you want to be. So that's just one leg of the stool that I stand on. But I do have to say that I think if someone is struggling with food or trying to figure out what's best for them, listen to your body. Your body will tell you when you eat something and you don't feel like you can go for a walk or a run or get up and move or clean your house or whatever, then take mental note. Okay, that food didn't sit well with me. I don't process that well. Mm -hmm. That must either genetically or maybe based on a surgery you had recently or something in your life mental stress, you need to reevaluate what you're taking into your body if you want to feel well. I mean, maybe some people are, you know, I don't care. Mm -hmm. I want to eat this thing and it doesn't make me feel good, but I love it. So that's fine. But just if you're trying to maybe take a step in a different direction with physical health. Yeah. So that's, I just listen to your body. Our bodies speak so loud to us. And we're so concerned about what everybody else is doing or what the latest fad is or the gluten-free thing on the package or whatever that we forget that our bodies actually will tell us what we need and we don't need to worry about society. Yeah. Amen, mom. I'm not a this nutritionist. This is how I was raised. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> I'm not a nutritionist. Mom, I could be I wrong, have a headache. But... You need to go outside and drink some water. Drink more water, get more sleep. <laughs> there was no pop of, what is it called? Excedrin? <laughs> oh, aspirin. There was no pop in aspirin. Yeah. So that's the one leg. And I think the next, the second leg of having energy and feeling good is, of course, mental. Mm -hmm. And when you're stressed and you're worried and you're anxious, you're going to wear yourself out. You're going to be tired. That's going to affect you physically. Mentally has a lot of effect physically. And so I am someone who lives in the moment and I get teased about it all the time Mm -hmm. by dad. Because he doesn't, and rightly so, he's the provider of the home, but he worries a lot about the future and what's going on and all of that. And I don't know if this is a blessing or a curse, but I live in the moment. Mm -hmm. So where I am is what I'm loving right then. And I really just feel like worry 
there's nothing good that comes from worry. You, yeah. you worry about something and it still happens. Mm -hmm. I try not to worry. I try not to stress and I try not to like overthink things because where I am right now in this moment is what I can control. Yeah. I can't control the future. The past already happened. But right now in this moment, I can either choose to worry and be all frustrated about anything, any particular thing, or I can just be, you know what, this is how it is and I'm just going to love where I am right now. Mm -hmm. And so I think that allows me to have a lot more energy for other things because mm -hmm. my energy isn't fueling mental stress. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Not the best with words, Haley. Mom, you're so good with words. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm no, making sense. I love it. <laughs> and then I think the third thing, I, I'm making all this up on the spot, by the way. It sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> it's just coming to me. It sounds great. Um, but I think the third leg of the stool is getting out and moving. Mm. So let's say you physically don't feel well, you mentally are stressed about something, but if you can go out and go for a run or a walk, or a hike in the outdoors. It could be pouring rain, it could be thunder and lightning, or it could be a beautiful sunny day. But you're out in nature, those things become way less heavy. They kind of just become like, wow, what was I so worried about? Why, why was I stressing about that, or whatever? So I just think that the third thing you can do, you know, if you really dial in your nutrition and you really, try to mentally become as healthy as you can be in the moment. Get out and move. Yeah, I love that. I was reading, Mom, you need to read this book. Okay. It's called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. She wrote Eat, Pray, Love. And then she talks about just being creative and like living a creative life in this book. And she quoted this poet, and I can't remember what his name is. I wrote it down. Oh, well. And when he talked about how to like cure melancholy, is how he put it, he said... Be not solitary, be not idle. Isn't that true? I like that. Like sitting alone by yourself is the quickest way to spiral, mm -hmm. to be it melancholy, yeah. to drain your energy. Moving and being with other people or just being out and about in nature or whatever is like the quickest healing to melancholy. I like the way he put it. It's from like 17th century, but it's really good. I love that, I like Haley. That's basically what you're just saying. So, mom, let's talk about your mental strength. It's clear you have a ton of physical strength and you didn't really touch on this, but you're like a big deal at CrossFit. I, I forgot to tell you this, but the other day <laughs> I met this girl, we were on a walk, our hot mom stroller gang okay. walk, and she's telling me she goes to CrossFit XD, which is where you go. Yes. And I said, oh, like this is probably a, a long shot, but my mom goes there. Do you know Melissa? She goes, oh my gosh, Melissa? She's like, <laughs> she said, is she like ripped? And I'm like, yeah, that's her. No. And she's like, oh my gosh, I totally know your mom. And she said her husband played for BYU football. Oh. And every time he comes home from CrossFit, he's so bugged. And she's like, what's wrong? He's like, Melissa beat me again today. Oh. The 50-year-old mom. <laughs> she's like, your is. mom's a legend. Oh, no. Anyway, so you're a CrossFit legend. <laughs> oh, you dear. just, you won, your tennis team won state. Then yes. you just competed in sectionals representing Utah. Yes. And you slayed. You've done so Pretty many much. amazing <laughs> physical challenges. One big thing is you've competed in how many Ironman competitions? I don't even know. Like over, like I'm not 10? a numbers person. I don't Maybe keep 10? track of stuff. Yeah, probably. That's a good number. You've gone to <laughs> Ironman Worlds. Yeah. 
you've done a 50 miler race. Yeah. So what I'm getting down to is you have amazing physical strength, but in my opinion, none of that is possible without amazing mental strength. Okay. Right? Yeah. Because our bodies are capable of things, but yeah. it's your mind that will shut you down. At least yeah. for me. Yeah. My mind will shut me down so Absolutely. fast. Absolutely. It's just like, this is not fun. Why am I doing this? Absolutely. I stopped doing it. Yeah. So I want to talk to you about your mental strength. And one thing that's really fascinating to me is when you compete in these Ironmans, tell me the rules. Like, can you listen to music? Can you no. call someone on the phone? No. <laughs> you explained to me once, you said, quote, no mental assistance. Yeah. Can you describe that a little bit? So, yeah, you can't listen to anything. They just want everyone to be in tune with their surroundings and not be distracted. Obviously, like if you're riding a bike, you know, you can't have AirPods in or whatever. And yeah, no out, no assistance from anybody. You just, just you and it's a single sport. It's, mm -hmm. you know, it's not a team thing. <laughs> and this isn't like an hour. This no. is 12 to 16, 18 hours. Like what's yeah. the longest, you know? I mean, they have cutoffs for all the different, for the swim, bike, and run, so I'm not exactly sure what the longest you can go, mm -hmm. but, I mean, the pros are finishing in, you know, under 10 hours, so oh, wow. they're fast. Okay. <laughs> Probably eight or nine hours for the pros, but I think my fastest one was 11 and a half hours, wow. so it's a So, like, day. at least 12 it's hours, a whole day. pretty much. Yeah. It's a whole day of you solitary by yourself in literal physical pain. Yeah. Is that right to say? Yeah, oh yeah. So so yeah. the Ironman distance, correct me if I'm wrong, mom. You swim 2.2 miles. Two and a half miles is okay, the full Okay, you distance. swim two and a half miles. Mm -hmm. Then you bike 112. 112. Mm -hmm. Then you run a marathon. Yeah. All back to back. Yeah. Zero music. Yeah. No audiobooks. No. Zero help. No. It's just you and your thoughts. Yeah. So I'm so curious, mom, what is going through your head during this? <laughs> How do you keep yourself going? I seriously feel like I would start be all pumped up. I'd drink some caffeine, which, by the way, we'll talk about. You don't do. That actually messes you up. Yeah. <laughs> I would swim 30 minutes. I'd be like, yeah, okay. I burned my calories. I'm done. <laughs> I just, this isn't fun anymore. What is going through your head? How do you keep yourself going? Oh, man. Well, I think that this makes me a little bit quirky, but I just love to see how far I can push myself and then say, can you go a little more? Can you, is that all you have? Wow. And I also love to see someone ahead of me and say, can you reach that girl? Can you pass that guy? It allows me to dig deep and to realize that we can set boundaries for ourselves, and then we can actually cross the boundary. But sometimes you set a boundary that actually is really far away and just getting to the boundary was really super hard and you got to congratulate yourself and say, wow, you did it. Okay, now what more can you do? And so that's how I love to do the races is I have an A, B, and C time based on my training. If everything goes great, the swim, calm water, the bike, no flat tires, the run, no GI issues, and everything is, the weather's perfect, and my body does what I trained it to do, then I have my A time. And my B time is if I had got a flat tire or there was a, a, a wind came up on the swim or maybe something happened on the run. And then my C time is, you know what? You're not quitting. You just finish. Mm. Just finish this race. And so I'm proud of myself in all three. Mm -hmm. And I don't beat myself up in any of the three. Because mm -hmm. I'm just wanting to accomplish A, B, or C. Mm -hmm. So within that parameter, 
I push myself as far as I can go. Am I in my A race today? It's still my A race. So what more can I do? Okay, I got a flat tire, which has happened so many times. So I'm to my B race today. But what more can I do? It didn't physically wipe me out. So can I give a little bit more physically to catch up the time that I got the flat tire? Or my most recent Ironman, I drank something that I thought was something different. I thought it was Gatorade. It ended up being monster drink or something crazy. Caused major GI issues. I was throwing up and I felt just absolutely depleted. I'm in my C race, which is I'm not going to quit. I'm mm-hmm. going to finish the race I started. Mm-hmm. My legs are not broken. I can use them. <laughs> and my lungs work fine. I can go. I just, just mentally, you know, I was in a cave, a dark pain cave. But my family was, you guys were all there. Mm-hmm. You guys made up the most fun cheer. I can't even remember what it is right now. I don't remember For the longest anyway. time, it was the cutest song. So am I going to let them see me quit? You know, this is really hard. I don't even want to move one more step. I'm depleted. I'm sure that I'm dehydrated. But our bodies are so interesting because they can do more than we think. And we mentally limit them. But once we let our mental barrier just go a little further, we physically can go further. Mm. I've been in so many situations like that where I thought my body couldn't go any further, but then I said, actually, I think you can. And then it does. Wow. Da, 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 da. Wow. <laughs> Keep going. So yeah, I can't remember what your question was. No, that but... wasn't my question. I was going to talk to you because we were at that race. This was last year. Yes. You were about to turn 50? Your it 50th was my 50th year. year and I said, this is my 50th year, so I want to do Ironman St. George. Which is my, the hardest Ironman. The highest, hardest Ironman on the circuit. It was also the World Championships because they couldn't do it in Kona because of COVID. So St. George got to host Ironman World Championships. And because of COVID, all of us that were supposed to race, we got to roll over into that race. So it was just cool to be there with all these pro champion racers. St. George, I just love the course. It's so hard and I love it. (laughs) Bring the challenge. Bring it. Mm -hmm. So we came down to see you there. You were doing so great. You were ahead of time on the swim and bike, if I remember right. And then on the run, we're watching you on the tracker and dad goes, oh, something's wrong. Yeah. Like something's wrong. And we saw you at maybe mile like three at the very beginning of the run. You were happy. You were doing great. Yeah. And then we saw you later because, yeah. you know, Ironman is not a spectator sport. So no. we're in the car. We're running here, running there to see you yeah. for five seconds. So we didn't see you too often, but it was a clear distinction. We saw you at the beginning of the run and then we saw you maybe in the middle of the run and you were, yeah. I've never seen you like that. Yeah. You like, you couldn't even smile. Yeah. You've always been happy, upbeat, you know, and we were like, what is wrong? And this is the funniest thing to me because anybody else, like you compete in an Ironman, of course you're going to drink caffeine. I mean, people need a Red Bull just to get through the day. Yeah. But you don't take anything like that. Yeah. So you went to an aid station. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. I don't train with caffeine. The only caffeine I take when I, when I race is the little chews. They're little like energy chews Mm -hmm. and you can get some of them that have a little bit of caffeine in them. Mm -hmm. And so I will eat those on the bike, but I will put one in my mouth and I will just kind of let it slowly dissolve. 
and I only will maybe eat three in a six-hour bike ride. Mm. So it's just for a little bit of kick because I know that it will affect me because I don't drink caffeine mm-hmm. or take caffeine any other time in my day or life. Mm-hmm. So I always do that and I can tell it just kind of makes me, ooh, I, sometimes I start crying on the bike or I get all out of whack with mm-hmm. that. So I know I have to really limit it and be careful. Mm-hmm. But on the run, they handed me a cup. So up to that point, Red Bulls were always in cans and Gatorade was always in plastic cups. So they handed me a cup and so I thought it was Gatorade and I just sh- drank it real fast and as soon as I drank it I could tell it was just burning my throat and hit my stomach and I knew it wasn't Gatorade and I crap that was a Red Bull and I instantly felt super sick but then I said well whatever you're fine just keep going it you'll be fine it'll pass through you I tried to hurry and drink some water but the more I ran the more I could feel it affecting me to where I ended up finding myself laying on a rock throwing up And it was in a church parking lot. And I felt so bad. I'm throwing up on this rock. And some guy comes over to me and says, hey, that just happened to me. You'll be fine. And he's patting my back. And I'm thinking, that does not help me what you just said. But anyway, I just have never found myself in a situation like that where I'm in a race. So you're obviously trying to go as fast as you can. And I'm on a rock throwing up. Mm -hmm. And the problem is it's hot. It's St. George. It's a hot day. It's sunny. And... I'm throwing up all my water, all my Gatorade, all my electrolytes, and I'm mentally thinking, this is happening, and oh well. (laughs) I'm not going to quit, but I go to run, and physically my body doesn't want to do what my mind is telling it to do. So it was a battle the whole time. My mind saying, you're not stopping, keep going, and my body saying, but I don't have anything to draw from. That's where I saw my family, and I was so afraid if I looked at them and if I smiled that I might just stop and fall down and never move again. So I thought, I just need to look straight Mm -hmm. ahead. I just need to stay in this pain cave. I just need to focus on the race, and I just need to keep moving. It did really help me because I could hear the cheering. I could hear everything, but I didn't have to give back to them. I didn't have to give them the smile. I didn't have to be fake. I just was me. This is me. I can't smile. I can't even look at you. I can't even stop. I can't give you guys a hug. I can't give you a high five. I just have to keep going. Mm -hmm. And that is, yeah, kind of the lowest I've ever been. Wow. (laughs) But I got some water in me. I got some Gatorade back in me. I had some salt sticks in my pouch that I carry with me. I was able to get a little recovery and then I knew the course really super well and I knew that when I got to the top of this one hill all I had was three miles downhill to the finish and I knew that if I got to that point and I ran as fast as I could the race would be completely over and at that point I don't care I can pass out for all I care so that was my plan was I'm just gonna get to the top of the hill as fast as I can I don't even remember how much I walked or ran I just got to this top of this hill and as soon as I got to the top of the hill I ran probably a seven and a half minute seven even sometimes a six and a half minute mile just as fast as I could three miles it's pretty much downhill or it's kind of a flat ish And I felt so crappy. My lungs and my whole body was screaming to stop. But I knew that if I slowed down at all, or if I even paused, that I wouldn't be able to get back going. Finished the race, 
two friends of mine that actually were helping and they knew I was about to cross and so they came in to be the catchers. There's people that catch you at the end. They caught me, put a little, they have these foil blankets around me and walked me five steps and I threw up everywhere. I felt so bad. I said, I'm so sorry. I'm throwing up. I'm dry heaving. They walk me to the med tent and all the lady does is she gives me an anti-throw up pill. I don't know what are those, an anti-nausea pill. You mm-hmm. put it under your tongue. Mm-hmm. As soon as that dissolved, I'm fine. <laughs> I was totally just fine. Just a tiny little Zofran. I That's just, hilarious. Okay, Haley knows the terms. <laughs> I just needed to counterbalance. But mom, you jumped over the finish line. Did I? You okay, I don't remember. went to the finish line and jumped Jump? in the air and did a big woo. <laughs> okay. And then we said, there she is. And then I you couldn't they, help yourself. I doing just that. have to do that. <laughs> wow. So during that time, yeah. you're just telling yourself, I'm just surviving. Yeah. There's a finish line ahead. Just, it will end. Yeah. It will end. I can do it. Yeah. For me, if I don't know how much longer, I don't have as much mental strength. Mm-hmm. I think it was Cameron, our fourth kid. I decided to have him natural. And I just at times would turn to the nurse or to my dad, who was our doctor. And I would say, do you know how much longer, or how much further, how much more time? Yeah. <laughs> and they don't know. They yeah. have no idea, but they would just say something. 10 more minutes. You know? <laughs> and if you just know, if I just kind of have a framework, a reference, mm-hmm. then I can do that. Mm-hmm. And if I don't have a framework or a reference of how much more time, then it's so much harder to hang in there. Because mm-hmm. there has to be time when you don't have to be strong anymore. Yeah. We don't have to be strong all the time. Mm-hmm. We don't have to just go, 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 go and be happy. And I'm not always happy. I'm not always full of energy. I'm not always just go, 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 go. I just wake up and I seize the day. I love the day, but I know the sun's going to set and I know that I'm going to get to sleep and I know that things are going to stop. And that's my finish line every day. Wow. And then I just stop and I sleep and I chill and I recover and ready for the next day. <laughs> that's awesome. So kind of like how I asked you about your energy, if someone asked you, Melissa, I really want to improve my mental strength. How do I become mentally stronger? How do I improve my mental endurance? Do you have any okay. simple pieces of tips or advice that you would tell them? Or is it just kind of like, well, you just, you have it or you don't. <laughs> no, you know, I don't think I've always been super mentally healthy as I am right now. Probably about the same time that I was training and doing Ironman, maybe 12 years ago or so, There were a couple of relationships in my life I really wanted to improve and work on. But I was expecting those people, that person, to make changes and to do things. Then I I found my sister, Rachel. Shout out, Rachel. Love her. (laughs) She was going through some difficult times in her life. And she found life coaching. And she found a great podcast by Jodi Moore. Love Jodi Moore. And started talking about this podcast is a new thing. What is a podcast? Mm-hmm. What does that even mean? Yeah. Started listening to podcasts. Started listening to Jody Moore. And she's amazing. I highly recommend her for everybody. Now, she is my, t- my style. I love the way that she presents things. I love her voice inflections. I love how she talks. She's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. But Nobody is. She teaches the model. And this is just absolutely brilliant. 
And I discovered that and it just changed my life. It changed my mental energy. It changed my mental health. And it really got me thinking in a different direction. Nothing really changed about the people, the relationships. They didn't change. I changed. And as I changed, our relationship changed and they changed. Yeah. I really, really believe that your circumstances don't have to change. The people around you don't have to change. Situations don't have to change. But mentally, if you think differently, then actually those things change. Yeah. And you find that life gets better in whatever area that you're wanting to work on. Yeah, it's really, really cool because in the last few years, Mom, I've seen you become a completely different person. Wow. Like, I, in my opinion, the past, I don't know, maybe five years, I mean, I've always admired you and thought you were so awesome, but I've seriously (laughs) watched you transform into a new person, and I've watched you on your mental health journey, and you've always been, obviously, incredibly physically healthy and mentally strong, but now, and it's not that you weren't before, but now you're mentally healthy. Yes. Also. So physically healthy, mentally strong, now mentally healthy. Yes. As equal to those other things. And it's been so inspiring for me because, I mean, the older I get, the less old I think other people are. Yeah. You are not old to me. (laughs) 50 is not old. (laughs) But as a 12-year-old, 50 is like a million. You know what I mean? Oh. But but my point is, is that you're not 15. You're not 20. You're very established and mature and wise in your life. Thank you. And even at that point, you thought, oh, I could improve. And you are constantly growing and shifting and changing. And you decided that you wanted to learn this new skill. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you've become a completely different person. And I feel like you've changed your life trajectory in such a different way. Our relationship changed. I've just seen you become just so mentally stable, secure, and healthy. Yeah. And I think that journey has been so amazing and so inspiring I yeah. wanted to ask you about that, but you already segued into it. Oh. That okay. you, you found it through Rachel, through Jody Moore, and you just started applying those things. It takes yeah. a lot of humility to recognize, oh, I could work on that. Yeah. It's really easy to say, this person is totally in the wrong. I'm super mad at them. Mm-hmm. They are treating me badly. It's so easy to it's become the victim. ruining my life. <laughs> it's so easy to become the victim. Yeah. But you have never been someone to do that. I wrote in my notes that probably the best thing you ever taught me, mom, and this is never something you ever said, it's Mm. completely by example, is I've never, ever, 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 and I mean this. Never have I ever. Never have I ever (laughs) seen you sit there and stew or be jealous over someone else. Mm. Ever. You are just genuinely so happy for other people. If someone walked in the room right now and said, I just won the lottery and now I'm a billionaire. You'd jump up and down so excited for them. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. It wouldn't even cross your mind to think, why didn't that happen to me? Or to be jealous or covetous or whatever the word is. And you've taught me that by example. And that's something that I've internalized. And I feel like I'm, I am proud of that quality in myself as well. Because I never look at other people and think, I'm so jealous of them. I wish I wish I had this. I wish I had that that they have. Mm-hmm. It's really easy for me to be happy for other people. And I think that's from you. Wow. And it, it takes a lot of humility to be able to look at that and say, I can improve. Mm. I can improve those relationships. 
And what I'm trying to say is you are never and will never let yourself be a victim. Mm-hmm. And I think that is really impactful for me to watch you go on this mental health journey and for me to learn that by example. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's what you're saying when you started your mental health journey mm-hmm. is you're in relationships. Everyone has relationships in their life that they're just bugged by. Yeah. That they feel like it's very easy to be victimized mm-hmm. by this relationship. This person's mean to me. This is unfair. Yeah. I don't want to be in this relationship, but I have to because I'm related to this person or I work with this person Mm -hmm. or I go to church with this person, whatever it is. Yeah. So easy to be a victim, but you actively chose, no, I will not be victimized by this relationship. I will be empowered by this relationship and take it into my hands. Do you feel like that's true? For sure. And you know what is really fun to do? Hmm. This is, oh, it's, you know what is so fun? (laughs) Find someone that is just so awesome at something that you wish you were awesome at or is just an awesome person in general and make them your friend. Start surrounding yourself with this amazing person. And it is so inspiring and uplifting. I just, I love, I love, love, love to make friends in general. Mm -hmm. But I love to surround myself with friends who are just elevated Mm -hmm. in any And I'm not saying that in a cocky way. I think people so often mix up cockiness with confidence. Oh, for sure. And you can 100% say things that you're good at. And it's not cocky. It's confidence. It's self-love. But you can also compliment somebody else and something they're good at that you want to be good at too. Yeah. So surround yourself with that person. Yeah. And instead of being jealous and thinking, oh, they're good and I'm not, you know what? No, they're good and I want to be. And it can be anything. And it's such a fun experiment. I love to just look for people like that in my environment and just find a way to be a friend and find the way to to make them a part of my life in any way. And it just gets you into the habit of being grateful for people and their strengths and grateful for your own strengths. And together, you can maybe add to them and Mm -hmm. they can add to you. For sure. And that's 10 times more fun than sitting there and looking at you like, oh, I'm so jealous of her. I wish I could go. I'm not jealous of you in the slightest. (laughs) But for an example, I wish I could go wake up in the morning and run, whatever. (laughs) It's so much more fun if I did want that to say, hey, let's go on a run together. Can you share that with me? Right. And then I can experience it. It's just like... It's the same person, it's the same relationship, but the opportunity for me to change my experience is totally in my hands. And yeah. that's what you've taught me. Oh, good. Is one, <laughs> like, you always say, that is your reality and this is my reality. Yeah. We could go on the same trip, mm-hmm. everything the exact same, and one of us could come home and say, that was the worst trip of my life, I hated it. Mm-hmm. And that could be true. And yeah. then the other person could come home and say, that was the best trip of my life, I loved it. And that could also be true. Yeah, someone recently said to me, I'm so bugged because every time you go somewhere, you come home and just say it was the best. And then I talked to your husband or your family and they said, oh, it rained for three days or this happened or that happened. And I said, first of all, why are you bothered by that? And secondly, maybe the rain for three days did make it the best. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be perfect on paper to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And I just choose to find the joy And this goes back to when I said I live in the moment. I just choose to find the joy in the moment that I'm in. Mm -hmm. So if I'm somewhere and we're doing something and then it rains, 
all right, let's just find the joy that it's raining. And we're going to have to change course and alter what's going on. And then let's just find the happiness in that moment. And we can come home from something and say, that was awesome. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter what actually happened because it was how we handled it. Yeah. And, you know, dad always says that Mm -hmm. it's not what happens to you, but it's how you handle it. You know, it's true. The other day, I don't even remember why something happened and I was just really bugged and I was stressed out and we had to be somewhere really quickly and I could feel myself kind of doing the spiral like Mm -hmm. this person did this to me and this person did this to me and I'm so mad and then I kind of paused and I was like you know what or I could just choose and this sounds cheesy and people are gonna like laugh at this a (laughs) lot of people would be like huh I literally said I'm just gonna choose to be happy Mm -hmm. I'm just not gonna let this affect me because choosing to hold this grudge or choosing to allow myself to spiral only hurts me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't hurt anybody else. So I said, ah, you know what? I'm just, whatever. I'm just going to be happy and I'm just going to put a smile on my face and I'm just going to genuinely enjoy this day and enjoy this moment. And I did. And it's just so interesting that it really is that simple that you can just choose to interpret something the way that makes you happy. Yeah. And it's also a choice to interpret something as negative. It really is. And it sounds dumb and it sounds cheesy. And if people are suffering from, you know, depression or anxiety or a chemical imbalance in their brain, that's different. Yeah. But just day-to-day things, it really is a choice. Yeah. And we don't give ourselves as much power. I think we should empower ourselves. Like, no, this is within my control. I think sometimes we don't let ourselves believe that we have the power to do that. We think yeah. other people have the power to give us happy or to give us sad, mm-hmm. but it's all in our own brain. Yeah. And what I'm saying is me watching you do all of this work on yourself, I've learned so much just watching you. And these are all wow. things I've been internalizing from your journey. It's been so cool. That's so awesome. I know, Mom. You're I, the best. We learn so much from each other. I, that's another thing about socialization is getting together with people, friends. You can learn so much when you are in a social situation. Mm-hmm. And find multiple opportunities to create social, social opportunities in your day mm-hmm. or in your week. And create them. Mm-hmm. And, and find ways to get together with women or people or neighbors, or groups, or hobbies, or whatever, people that have your same interests. Find multiple ways, multiple groups. The most miserable thing you can do is not have social interaction on your calendar for the week. Have different things in the week where you're going to get together with these people. And and you know what? If you're the one that has to plan every single thing, Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's just how it goes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you're not going to get invited to anything. Mm -hmm. You have to do all the inviting and all the planning and all of it. Mm -hmm. But you know what? You're going to benefit from being with people. Yeah. And going back to Jodi Moore, the greatest thing that I learned from her was that I am where I am because of the choices I made. Mm -hmm. That nobody else got me there. Mm -hmm. And that... I can choose whatever I want to think about the situation or whatever I want it to be. And, you know, if the sun is out and it's a sunny day, that's a fact. I can choose what to do with it. And that is actually what really started me on my mental journey. We hear it all the time, but to really internalize it, that you make everything what it actually is. Yeah. And 
nobody else does. Mm-hmm. And I have plenty of bad moments. I mean, the Saturday morning, go, head into sectionals, worried and nervous about this. I was having the most rough morning. I was a mess. I was everything and frustrated. And dad says, now, you know, all of this is in your head, right? And I said, I know it's all in my head, but I want to be <laughs> mad right now. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you do need to just and be I mad. And I just kind of fell on the ground and had a little sob moment. And it felt good. It mm-hmm. felt good to be sad. It felt good to be mad. It felt good to be anxious. It felt good to be nervous. Mm-hmm. And I went for a run, my little three-mile run in the mountains. Popped in my happy pod, or it doesn't even have to be a happy pod. Popped in my podcast. I actually, I list, was listening to Meridian Magazine scriptures. I love them. They're so great. And came back from that. I was a new person. I was ready to go. And so sometimes we need to feel the feels. Mm-hmm. Be angry. Be mad. We don't always have to be happy or feel happy. But realize that at any moment, you can be happy and nobody else is going to make that happen for you but you. Yeah. And no one else should. And you can't blame anybody. Yeah. And I go to this match. And then I play this girl. And she's so good. She's better than I am. She's younger. She could be my kid. And she has this huge crowd of people cheering for her. And nobody cheering for me. And so every time I hit the ball in the net or I hit it long or anything, they're cheering, 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 cheering. And I let it get to me. It was bringing me down. It was making me go crazy. And I realized, you know, I'm not a robot. I'm human. Mm-hmm. And sometimes things get to me. She beat me. But I ended up winning the sportsmanship award. <laughs> I know. I'm so proud of you for that. Because I decided to be just who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, I can be frustrated. and There's a lot of things I'm going to work on or whatever. But in the end... I'm just going to be me. And me is I make friends with the people I play. I have a great time. This is a recreational thing. It's not the World Cup or whatever. It's for fun. I can be polite. I can be kind. I can be generous. I can be congratulatory. Mm-hmm. And I can have a good time doing it. Mm-hmm. But I also, in those moments too, I was mad. I was frustrated. I was all the feels. Mm-hmm. And I think you can have a good balance. Mm-hmm. But in the end... No one is going to pull me out of that. No one is going to make me be happy or wants to. It's up to me. Yeah. And I can't hold anyone accountable for that. Right. And as soon as we figure that out, life is so liberating. Yeah. Because wherever we are in our day, we chose that. And whatever feeling we're feeling, we chose that. And we can't always choose happiness or we're not going to be real. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes choose sadness, choose mad, choose anxiety and feel it. How is this making me feel? Oh, it's making my stomach hurt. Oh, it's making my heart tighten. Oh, I can feel that my knees are going weak. Wow. Those are interesting feelings from that. Okay. Do I like that? No, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to get out of this. I'm mm-hmm. going to listen to this. I'm going to think this. I'm going to say this. I'm going to go call this person. I'm going to do my things that get me back out of it because that's not who I am. I am a happy fun person and I don't want to stay in mad or anxious or whatever. Yeah. And once I realized, gosh, once I realized that and learned that and I've been working on it over and over, it's a daily, and this is not like something that comes natural. Right. (laughs) It's a daily thing I work on, but it's liberating because I no longer wait for anyone. I just empower myself. Yeah. What I hear you saying is, 
it doesn't matter what you choose, but you need to recognize that it is your choice. Mm -hmm. It is physically impossible for you to make me happy or make me sad or make me angry, right? Right. It is my choice whether I let myself go down that path. That's Mm -hmm. what I hear you saying. And it's so empowering. I mean, the simplest things in life are often the hardest, I feel like. That is so simple. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't it easier just to be like, well, she made me do that. So, hmm. Yeah. It's so simple and so difficult, but so empowering to recognize. Literally, I have full control over my life. Mm -hmm. Right? I have Mm -hmm. full control over my thoughts, over my emotions, over my actions, over my life. It's all me. Mm -hmm. That's kind of awesome. It is awesome. Because we are awesome people mm-hmm. and we all have great things about us and there are other people that have great things about them that maybe we don't have and we can just come together and bring our strengths and lift and help each other and then where we fall short, we can find a way to strengthen that little part of us. Mm-hmm. It's okay. We're humans. Mom, you're amazing. For everybody listening, do you guys realize (laughs) the kind of mom I have? Look how lucky I am. Oh, gosh. To have this example. Look how lucky I am. I've been raised with these things being instilled in me. It's like the biggest blessing ever. Well, Haley, you're always so happy. And okay, I I shouldn't say always. No, I'm not. Because Haley is very real. (laughs) She's not having a good day. Everybody knows that. I'm incapable of hiding it. But that's why people love to be around you and talk to you. Everyone turns to Haley when they are having a bad day or need, I mean, including me, when they need to talk to him about something deep or something really hard because Haley is real. And you know when you talk to Haley that she's feeling what you're feeling, she's been there before, and she's going to listen, and she's going to be there for you. Aww, and that's thanks, such Mom. a good skill. That's such that's a good quality. So nice. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, well, to wrap up the podcast today, mm-hmm. I have a couple just random questions I wanted to ask you. Okay. This section is just like maternal wisdom. Okay. You're 50 years of life. You've learned a lot. You've experienced a lot. You have a lot to share. Thanks. So I wanted to ask you, first, if you could go back in time and talk to your younger self, say you're 25, Cut in half, you're my age. What do you tell 25-year-old Melissa? Play tennis. <laughs> Play tennis. I wish I would have played it's tennis. It's a lifelong sport. I love that. I just think if I would have played tennis at a younger age, it would be easier for me. You wouldn't have to... lost that girl in sectionals on yes, Saturday. Like it just doesn't come. And I'm having to think about every stroke. I wish it was more in it. I play these younger girls that played in high school that were younger, and they just can swing the racket. Yeah, so totally. Like Play tennis, and then I think the other thing would be to be more forgiving. Hmm. Yeah, that's something that I, yeah, just, yeah, let it go. That's awesome. Looking back on the last 50 years of your life, do you have any regrets or any things you wish you would have done differently? Play tennis. Play tennis. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I had the best childhood, Haley. Just the best growing up. Just. Yeah, I I don't. I don't have any regrets. I really don't. I was hoping you'd say that. Oh, really? I love when people say that. It's like, no, that's my life. That's how I got the way I did. Yeah. If I took a wrong turn, that was the whole point of it. Exactly. I was hoping you'd say that. Okay. <laughs> Who or what inspires you? Is there anything specifically that you find really inspiring when you need some inspiration? Running. Running. Running is so inspiring. Yeah. Nature, mountains. I feel the light of Christ in everything. I mean, his light powers our world. 
So when you step on a stone or you brush against a tree or you feel the warmth of the sun on your skin, you're feeling the light of Christ. The light of Christ empowers me and inspires me and I get it from nature. I, I really it. do. I just feel when I'm outside, I feel like, what are those things that are solar? I feel like I'm solar powered. <laughs> You're the when, energizer bunny. When I'm outside. The solar power yes. panels. Oh, that's hilarious. But also dad. Dad inspires me. He mm. is an eternal optimist. He makes me laugh every day. And humor is the spice of life. You know, if life is tough, just laugh. I mean, yesterday, Caden and I and Dad was sidelined. We were having the roughest conversation. It could have gone bad. And instead, I just started laughing because it was comical, the things that Caden was saying to me. Really, it was. And I could have cried and I could have been all sad. Like, this is my son and he's saying this. Instead, I just found it funny. Hmm. And in the past, I would have squished down the laughter because it was a serious conversation. Right. But I just chose to to let it come out and I chose to laugh. And then he started laughing. (laughs) What are we even laughing about? Oh, that's the best. And it just made it lighthearted. And I've learned that from dad, just Mm -hmm. to laugh about everything, laugh Mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. And he is so inspiring to me. And how awesome is it that I'm married to such an inspirational person? Yeah. What a blessing, right? That's so cool. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Again, you see my childhood? (laughs) Oh, it's the best. Okay. Do you have a vice or a guilty pleasure, Mom? Dark chocolate, Haley. Dark chocolate? Yes. Really? I didn't know that. I thought you were going to say ice cream. Ice cream probably used to be, but I think the older I get, why is it the old ladies like nuts and dark chocolate? I don't know. I think that's how you know you're getting old. I guess. And dark chocolate just sits I well. I love dark chocolate. Ice cream doesn't always sit well with you. Mm, you know, it's yeah, kind of all like, that, like dairy is kind of heavy. Yeah, you kind of got to pay for it sometimes. Mm-hmm. But dark chocolate sits well every time. Mm. It is just the best. We saw Anchorman a couple days ago. Dumbest movie ever. Oh, I don't know if you've seen it. I, so dumb. It looks dumb. But there's a quote where he says, San Diego, drink it in. It always goes down smooth. <laughs> I feel like it's you're saying about dark chocolate. It always dark goes down smooth. It does. Okay, two more questions. First, what are you most proud of? One thing in your life. What are you most proud of? My kids. Hmm. Are you kidding me? You I are mean... biggest fan, Mom. Oh, gosh. If I entered the hot dog eating competition tomorrow, <laughs> you'd send out I'd a right there. text. You'd be right there. <laughs> you'd have a hot dog foam finger. You'd post it on your Insta story. You were the best cheerleader. Honestly, yes. a mom's greatest joy is to watch her kids exceed and excel and become way better than you could ever dream of. You know now a little, you have like a microscopic taste. It's just the greatest joy. I just, I love being a mom with all my heart, mind and strength. And there's nothing I love more than my kids and delighting in their ups and their downs. I'm with them when they're down and sad and I'm with them when they're up and happy and it's all awesome i can't believe you raised six kids <laughs> I, still, I might have to tap out at one I feel like i'm still raising you guys you are you it are still raising us it doesn't end you are but it was fun last was question fun. mom what's next for you well our anniversary is coming up and mm-hmm. my birthday is coming up it is so we have it's some fun august plans. august is crazy august in our is- house so yeah, we have some really fun bucket list things mm. that we're going to do. I've always wanted to hike the Zion Narrows 
but I've been thwarted by weather so many times. Yeah. So we really want to do that for anniversary. I'm hoping the weather holds and we can oh, do that. fingers crossed. Okay. Or we'll maybe do Kylie Gulch. But I feel like for our anniversary, I can always make dad do things like that that That's he doesn't like, like to do. That's like your one ticket that you can make. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go camping. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, just a lot of fun bucket things this fall. I kind of chose to focus on tennis this year. Mm -hmm. Last year was crazy Ironman, 50 years. I did all this crazy stuff turning 50. So this year I thought, okay, I'm going to focus on tennis. But I also wanted to focus on some bucket list things that I haven't done. So that's really fun. And now that you're some... a third of the way through your life, Mom, you got to start I've only half kicking lived. it up. <laughs> I plan to get to 100 Now and that beyond. you have 100 more years in you, <laughs> it's time to stop messing around. Step it up. Okay. Bucket list. Bucket list. Yes. Narrows. Just more. Pray for no rain in the narrows. Yeah. Just good weather, you know, and I just love Utah and I love exploring and I love the great outdoors and I want to seize it all. It's awesome. Okay, well, I don't have any more questions for you written down. Do you have anything that you wanted to say? Any last words of wisdom? Anything you want to share before we wrap up? Wow, that is a big question. <laughs> the answer can also be no. I just think, I just want to speak to maybe the person that might feel a little bit discouraged, maybe even by listening to this and going, oh, well, she's got it all together. But, and I don't know why I got emotional about that. <laughs> I'm just thinking about that one person out there that is maybe feeling like either discouraged by listening to me because they think, oh, well, she lives the perfect life. She has it all together. So it's easy to be happy when, you know, everything is perfect or whatever. But honestly, if you're a single mom and you're working hard and you or trying to raise your kids, or you have health issues, or you're in my mom's situation where you lost your husband and you're now you're living alone and you're trying to navigate, you know, a whole new life. Wherever you are, you are where you are because of the choices you make and you are living your best life. So I just want everyone, and even just that one person who might be feeling discouraged, like I want to be living a different life. Well, you know what? Start where you are and find all the joy in the life that you have right now. Just live in that moment and start there. And then start to dream build. What more do you want out of your life? Don't look at other people and say, oh, well, they're doing this and they're doing that and I should be doing this. But what do you want out of your life? And then realize you can go and you can have it, whatever it is. You can make it because you are where you are because of the choices you make and the path you're on is the one you choose. And gosh, Haley, I don't know why that's making that me so is, emotional. I'm emotional too. But, but I just I love it, want Mom. people to understand that they don't have to have the perfect income or the perfect body or the perfect marriage or the perfect family or the perfect whatever it is, life, to be living perfectly and to be living happily and to be living your best life. Your best life is right now. And to realize there's so much good in the world. And there's so much to love and embrace. That find all that good. And just let it surround you. And let it buoy you up. And then go out and make even more wonderful things happen. And it's all up to you. And you know, go listen to Jody Moore. Go listen to Meridian Magazine. Go 
listen to Jennifer Finlayson Fife or Brooke Snow. There's so many great people and podcasts out there. Get a life coach. Go to a therapist. Get a trainer. Get help because you know what? They need you and you need them. We all need each other. There's no shame in getting help. There's no shame in seeking people that can help you. We all need it. We all need help. Nobody's perfect. Everybody might look like they are, but you know what? I'm living my best life because I'm creating my best life every day. Mm -hmm. I'm creating it. It doesn't mean that I had a rotten conversation with my teenager yesterday Mm -hmm. and a terrible match on Saturday and things happened and people were cheering against me or whatever. Stuff happens. But we can in the moment go, but you know what? I love me. I love who I am right now. I love right where I am. This this thing is happy about my moment right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm, then I'm going to go out and make tomorrow even better. Mom, and you know, hit me up if you want to talk more about it. <laughs> Let's go up. for a run. And I soccer will... Mom ate great. Soccer Mom ate at, I don't know. what. I don't know. How do you even hit people up? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I am. Oh, my gosh, Mom. I'm going to cherish this interview forever. Oh, thanks. This is so, what's the word? Wordy. It was very wordy. Well, no, I was going to say this is so like mortem, but I feel like in a hundred years when you're dead, I'm going to listen to this podcast and just cry. Oh gosh. <laughs> Maybe I'll leave that part out. Cringe. I love you so much. Oh, cringe. <laughs> you just say I'm cringe. I'm cringe. That's funny. I am quirky. I am cringe and I am me and I love it. So, I love you so much. I don't much. care. I love it. <laughs> Mom, thank you so love you, much Hales. for coming on the podcast today. You're I love you so Thanks much. For asking I am me. the best mom ever. I'm the, the best daughter. Just the best example, mm. and I've learned so much from talking mm. to you. And we talk like this all the time. It's just yeah, the we best. do. I love getting to spend time with you. And now that I'm a mom, I feel like we have a whole new relationship because it's fun. You need your mom when you're a mom, and you do. It's just fun hanging out with you all the time. So. Yeah, I have the best mom too. Come it's... from an amazing line of women, yeah. don't we? And the best I have mother. The best women around me. Yeah. Yep. I totally agree. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks, Elle. Thanks everyone for listening, for being here. Let us know what you think of the episode. Hope you have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to I Don't Care, I Love It. You can catch a new episode every Wednesday. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. And if you like this episode, we'd appreciate it so much if you could give us a rating and a review wherever you listen to this episode. Thanks again. We'll see you next week. A five, one, three, two, stop.